This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Thank you for downloading Above Grade. Each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio, but we got a neat twist for you today. This is Bryce Jacob from J.S. Brown Company. I'm here with Greg Hansberry. We're going to mix it up, man. This is pretty exciting. We have something we, we don't normally do. No, and we've tried that a couple times by going to, like, Ladies' Night Out, and we've done a few things, that, you know, just this, out of these neighborhoods. This but no, this manly. topic is yeah. totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, you say it's manly, but there's some women who That's get into true. these uh, exotic true. sports cars. And our guest we had on last week, and we've got Ron Frost. He's a director of retail sales at Ohio Mulch. And you might be going, what in the world are we talking about here? But we learned a little bit about his background. And Ron, it's great to have you back again, right, two glad. weeks in a row. Double yes. header. This is awesome. It's really cool to be here. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, you guys always make me look good, so I thought I would come back. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't scare him away. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Okay. Did, were your mulch sales up since <laughs> yeah, last week? I'm yeah, sure they're yeah. going gangbusters. People were just buying mulch and by the uh, bucket load, which I like that. People yes. come with their, <laughs> their bucket. People are wanting to camp Walk out at the, yeah. Yeah. At the stone uh, <laughs> yes. facility. Out black yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. But you have an interesting background that kind of got you into this business, and, and I want to dig a little bit deeper into that because um, you and I hit it off when we were at lunch one day, and we started talking about something that kind of took us down a path I didn't expect us to go down. But you have a really fascinating background in dealing with automobiles and then getting into exotic cars, mainly Lamborghini. And you've spent a good portion of your professional career as an expert in Lamborghinis. Yeah, I, I was very fortunate early on. I was uh, started uh, when I was 19 and uh, actually was at Columbus Classic Cars in uh down on Fifth Avenue, and we started with classic cars. Right behind cars. our building. That's actually how we got on that topic. I'll be darned, yeah. Remember, you asked yes. where our offices yes. were located, that's and right. you said, I had a little classic car. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's how it happened, <laughs> yep. right there. That's right. We, it, was, it was a fun time and exciting. We did uh, mostly classic cars, and then we started getting into the exotic cars, like trinkling into the exotic cars, and then became a Lamborghini dealer when it was really not... Uh, much to say. You know, we had the old Countach's 84, 85s, and mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't, uh, we were importing them from Canada, and there really wasn't a lot going on there. You would sell every once in a while, but uh, it really kind of spawned into something great. So, so what, why Ohio, which is kind of interesting because I remember uh, when I was younger and there, there was Nelson Lamborghini up in mm-hmm. Marysville, and that's what you're referring to, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, well, what a, how crazy is that? We have lamp. I didn't complain. I loved it because, mm-hmm. you know, it was Ohio. It was pretty ordinary vehicles for the most part when I was younger. But to know there was a Lamborghini dealer and the finest one at that located right in Marysville. What? Why Marysville? What was so appealing that Lamborghini would even endorse something like that? Well, I think uh, back, uh, you know, when Lamborghini started to come to the States, they produced uh, most of their cars, obviously, in, in Italy. And then uh, most of the big market was uh, in the States. So uh, there was only five dealers. You know, when we took over uh, the the Lamborghini uh, franchise, there wasn't very many dealers in the U.S. And Mm -hmm. I think that there was a perception about the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Um, We always, our name and reputation was paramount, even with Columbus Classic Cars. So we had a great following of people. And, um, you know, we were able to, to go throughout the country and uh, people knew that they could buy the car. We'd be up front with them and they'd uh, get value for what they were buying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, the design of the Lamborghini was the thing that really caught my eye as a kid. You know, it was it was one of these things. It wasn't just a car to me. It was it looked futuristic, mm-hmm. and it was inspiring. And I remember seeing how the doors went up and just going, "Wow!" It and that. I don't know that it really triggered in me that design was something that would be important to me later in life, but obviously what I do in homes and working with luxury design is there's always creative solutions we're coming up with inside a home. And so I look at how that ties in with people who appreciate fine design also appreciate art and they appreciate vehicles and they appreciate the art that's in vehicles as well. And there's a correlation between all of that that I think takes a special person to be involved in it. And obviously you went down a path I would have dreamed of mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid. Yes. And, uh, and um, you know, I think of uh, all the times that uh, in, in my childhood that I saw a Lamborghini, which was twice, really? you know, living in Toledo, Ohio. And I remember them very vividly because mm-hmm. they were both Lamborghini Countaches. And one was in 1984. Yep. It was a black Countach parked out in front of a house. And I, <laughs> my dad was driving the car. I was too young to drive. And I said, Dad, 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 turn around, turn around, please, please, please go back. And he's like, no, we got to get somewhere. And I was like, Dad, please, please, please. <laughs> and it just faded into the distance. Right. And we didn't turn around and go back and see it. And the second one, I was on a trip out to California. Mm-hmm. And we were in driving through Beverly Hills. And there was a Lamborghini dealership. And a red Countach was pulling out of the the lot onto the street <laughs> yep, as we passed did the same thing i was like mom mom turn around turn around she's like nope we got to get somewhere I'm like, but there's a lamborghini and it was one of those things that when i saw them in both of those cases it's all i could think about for days was that i actually saw one in its natural habitat yeah i'll tell you what the countach was uh, the most photographed car ever back in the day and they, they still uh, when you go to the museum obviously uh in the transition um, between audi and many of the other uh, people who's own Lamborghini, but uh, the museum is quite a place that you would want to go. It takes you back through the whole history and shows you the design mm-hmm. because as Ferruccio used to say, you know, it's the uniqueness and individuality and it's the small things that make big differences. And I think that that's uh, really uh, much about life and, and the higher quality things uh, are the little things. and mm-hmm. um, Attention to detail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was what was so special about mm-hmm. Lamborghini and even the Italian sport cars in, in, in particular. And you yes. told me a story. I want you to share it about when Ferruccio Lamborghini met Enzo and gave him some advice and what spawned Lamborghini as a car company. Yeah, I think it was uh, pretty exciting. I get cold chills thinking about it. And I spent a lot of time um, in Italy uh, going through the factory and talking to those people that were there uh, early on. And uh, Ferruccio was an engineer by trade and he was uh, did tractors. He actually, after the war, would take tanks mm-hmm. and convert them over to, to tractors and was in the air conditioning business. But he owned a Ferrari. And uh, a lot of times, I remember even at Columbus Classic Cars, you would um, sell an older Ferrari. And when you would shift from first to second gear, if it was cold, you had to go from first to third. So it was always difficult for us because when you would tell somebody who was new to Ferrari, they would think, oh, there's a problem. Something wrong with it, yeah. And uh, Ferruccio went, uh, their plants were very close to each other. And he went over and talked to Enzo and said, hey, I'm an engineer. I have one of your Ferraris. I think I can fix it. And he said, uh, kindly, uh, you worry about tractors and air conditioners. I worry about cars. It's probably one of the worst things because in 63, <laughs> then he's a direct competitor yeah. of, um, of Ferrari. So I think it's, uh, it's quite passionate. He was passionate about the way the car was perceived and the driving quality of the car, more importantly. Mm-hmm. And you've had a chance to get behind the wheel for years yeah. and about everyone that's ever rolled off the line, huh? 
Yeah, I, I was very fortunate to be uh, around the cars when they would come off. And, and more importantly, since we were a, an early dealer, we were able to, uh, they would launch new cars. And then the way Lamborghini would do it is like Homestead Speedway. They would um, buy the, the Speedway out uh, mm-hmm. just for the day. And they would put the five dealers out there and put the new car and say, drive them. And mm-hmm. literally race them. I mean, you're mm-hmm. going as, as much as the car can, pushing can handle pushing them. So. I uh, was very fortunate to just see. And that was in small. Italy where you would do that, isn't it? Well, we did we did it in Italy, but uh, we did it in the States. We, uh, mm-hmm. Laguna Seca, California Speedway, um, out in uh, Homestead, um, out in um, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So we would do it uh, in the States as well. They would bring them over because there's different versions between the European version and the spec, U.S. spec cars. There's a lot more stringent mm-hmm. uh, things that they have to do. So they would send them over here and race them. And you've had a, a chance to spend some time with Valentino Balboni, isn't that oh, right? Yes. The the uh, the Balboni Highway and taking every car out before it goes to the uh, owner of the vehicle. Yeah, I mean it, from... every every single car that comes off, there's there's a, a few miles on the car because he drives every single one of them. When Ferruccio started the company, he says, "I want every car to be driven because I want it to be as perfect as it can be when it comes to the to the customer." So there actually is Balboni Highway, and he drives every mm-hmm. single car. And I remember Valentino telling me many times, "Ron, I've wrecked every single type of Lamborghini." <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, and and if you ever get a chance to to look at the the Speed Channel and watch the one where he's out with uh, some of the famous race car drivers, it is. That's him. You get in his car, and many of the times he's driving a stick shift with one hand around the racetrack with his other hand out the window and uh, shifting the car and driving the car. He's so talented. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's amazing just to, to be a part of that. What a what a great thing to be born into, it's right? Cool. His name, yeah. he's destined for it anyway. Yes. I mean, what a fantastic name. But it's great you've had a chance to be part of that history. Right. Yeah, and I think that, uh, and the factory believes so much in his abilities um, that there's five uh, racks that have uh, the racks where they would take the car up in the air, uh, the lifts, uh, and the and technicians that work at every single one. So he'll take a car out, he'll drive it, and then he'll come in and he'll say, do this, do this, do this. And I remember asking one of the technicians, hey, if he told you to take the engine out of the car, would you take the engine? He said, absolutely. Wow. He tells us to take the cam out, we pull the engine. We don't even check it, we just pull it out because he knows how it is supposed to be versus what it is. How will they ever find someone to replace him? They have a lot of great new um, uh, race car drivers, but um, for somebody who's been around in the infancy stages, I think that's hard to replace, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, experience. And he was there in the plant when they're building the transmissions, telling him, no, take this, lower this synchronizer, take this out lower the teeth on this one because he knows from a driving standpoint, which is what Ferruccio wanted, the people that are buying those cars, they want to drive them. And he always used to say, uh, Valentino said, Ferruccio told me, uh, Ferrari is a bonnet and a bonnet is the exterior part. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's got a resale value. They really know what they're doing. But when it comes to the drivability of the car, Lamborghini is it. I mean, there's been many times that Ferrari's tried to get the the all-wheel drive configuration from them because the car is all-wheel drive. It's it's meant to be driven. So I want to put you to a little bit of a test, mm-hmm. all right, if that's okay. We've got a few Lamborghini engines that we're going to fire up here. Okay. And I want you to tell me which one it is. Can okay. you do that? Sure. Right. I, can, I can try. Uh, all right. Heck yeah. All right. All let's, right. Let's do it. Greg, fire them up. Greg knows which ones these are. I don't even. So yeah, no I, peaking, I know. All right. All right. All right. All right. So here's, no peeking. Here's right. the first one. Here we go. 
Any yeah, guesses? That, yeah, that's a that's a you can tell by the throatiness of the sound on that car. It was one of the early model cars, 5.7 12 cylinder engine. Uh, it was a great car. Uh, they hardly had any problems with the uh, the engines on those cars. They were just a very good performance car. Which one was that? Uh, Countach. Yeah, that's a Countach. Mm-hmm. Ding ding ding. He gets yeah. okay. All right. I didn't know it by the 5.7 and all the other stuff yes. you said with that, yep. but that's... <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, the Countach is... No, that's is, quite all yep. right. And I remember watching a special, and uh, Countach translated uh-huh. to Holy Cow. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, here's your next one. I just have goosebumps hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, any <laughs> idea fantastic. on that one, Ron? Well, I know that that was a, uh, it sounded like a 10-cylinder engine to me, um, just listening to it. Um, it sounded like it was either a Gallardo or a Huracan. I don't know exactly which uh, one of the I'll two it is. I'll accept it's a Huracan, yeah. 2018. So it's a newer one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a newer one. And then I, and then I got one more. It's two okay. for two. He's already right. one All right. in my All right. book. All right. Let's, let's throw a wild one out there. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like it's driving on the road. You know that one is uh, that one is uh, one that stumps me a little bit, only because um, you know it sounded like an LP640 um, Murcielago, but uh, to be honest with you, I couldn't really get a grasp on that one. Uh, it says here an Aventador. Avent- yeah, pronounce that. That's the top yeah. of the line car. Yeah. They did, they didn't make that many of them. They started out at 1.2 million. Uh, when they started that car, they would come to they came to the dealer network. You had to put a three hundred thousand dollar deposit down as the dealer to get one built, oh, wow. and then you had wow. to uh, get approved for the car prior to them um, no kidding. giving this, you the this, car. This uh, video might have a little better sound. Here we go. I have been watching these all. Uh, you know, you just type in yeah. Lamborghini on YouTube, and you can watch yeah. them all day. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you the really cool thing about those cars are, are just that the, the, it takes less of a driver to drive one of those cars. Even if you look at a Viper or something like that, that has a lot of horsepower uh, because it's controlled power. It's a, uh, you know, an all wheel uh, steer or all wheel drive type uh, situation that when one of the front tires or one of the back tires spin, it'll automatically engage the countering tire. So to keep it in, to keep it in the, uh, the lane, it's, it's really simple to do and and i remember what uh valentino used to tell me ron remember this when your brain tells you to hit the brake you accelerate or do nothing and the car will help you if you hit the brake it's all on the driver because Mm -hmm. then you got to take the way the tire patch and everything works but uh you know it comes to you know a lot of times you think oh the car's getting out of control the more you push the gas the more the car you know powers through it and it's easier to control and oh. never cross your hands on the steering wheel, thumb to thumb. And when you when your hands your your uh, wrists touch, that's all the car can handle. You see a lot of people that will spin the wheel this way, and then it catches and throws them the other way, and they mm-hmm. spin the wheel. And your car can only control when your hands touch. That's it. So just let it catch, and it'll, it's now a controllable type situation. So 
It's a little That's different in the uh, Honda yep. Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. But, but, you know, that application works no matter what you're driving. Really. Yeah, true. So, you know. Yeah, see, your Odyssey is like yeah, a Lamborghini. Yeah, exactly. They behave the, the same. by themselves and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In California, they make these boxes, and they put these boxes on minivans, and literally, you know, where people are sitting out having dinner, you can. they have this box on, and you can inside type Ferrari. Uh, Porsche, whatever. And when your car pulls up, it sounds like a Lamborghini and people are looking That's around funny. like, where's the Lamborghini? It's coming out of that minivan. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me. I That's want one of those boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had that on the JS Brown truck as I'm there, driving yeah, around. There. I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> That'll finally align with how I drive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm curious. I want to turn the clock back in time just a little bit mm-hmm. um, with how you even got into developing a passion for automobiles was this something your father got you involved in did you work on cars as a kid or what what was it that really got you you know i really always was was very mechanical so i loved to to work on cars i Mm -hmm. just as a little boy i would work on cars my sister's boyfriend used to race and i used to go out there and just watch what he did and and then um actually uh you know i was in high school and and uh started dating a girl from high school and her brother just happened to be Greg Nelson. And, uh, Greg was, uh, and I, I was mm. still in high school and Greg was, uh, you know, in college and we, uh, kind of Columbus classic cars and then started from Columbus classic cars to, to, uh, Marysville where we, um, were able to, to, uh, take the, the Lamborghini dealership to the next level. So it's interesting all who, you know, right? Yeah. And we were, and we were fortunate because we had a lot of people that had purchased from us and, and we did things right, so we sold a lot of great famous people that uh, you wouldn't typically think in Marysville, Ohio. You would, uh, you know, like John Cougar Mellencamp and oh, yeah. Ted Turner and uh, a lot of different people. Uh, we had the the hip hop market mm-hmm. um, in Marysville because we were, you know, one of the top. And then when they started developing the the network in um, the states, then uh, we were grandfathered in where we could sell within a dealership. If you sold within a hundred miles of a dealership, you lost your allocation. Mm. You could sell one, but you wouldn't get another car to replace it. Mm. And we were able to be grandfathered in so we could sell because we had customers all over the country that we sold for years. Yeah. So they didn't want to take that away from us. So we were able to sell those people and yeah, you know, repeat business. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was key. But, uh, I started doing that. We started Columbus classic cars and then, um, moved. We had an opportunity to buy a, uh, a Chrysler dealership up in Marysville, Ohio, which took the Lamborghini franchise up there, which, mm-hmm. um, and then we, in 1991, built a new uh, dealership and then a Lamborghini dealership up there, which was the lo- largest footprint of a Lamborghini dealership uh, in the country at that time. Yeah. Well, I remember driving by, you know, when I, when I go past that exit, it was right off the exit there on 33. Mm-hmm. And I'd drive slow. You probably saw a lot of traffic slowing down yes, on 33, yes. just to look in the windows to see what cars are in there. Cause yeah. I used to love just checking it out. Right. And of course, get off the exit. Like you, you know, you like to shop for stone. Right. Right. Okay? Yeah. 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 I, I was out Not there the looking through the windows of where all the cars are. <laughs> 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 uh, the stone doesn't seem as glamorous compared to that. No, but yes. No. I happen to like to shop for <laughs> exotic cars. And you can always, see I never on... bring my wallet either. Yeah, so. <laughs> and you can always see on the weekends because our, our, uh, uh, glass on the outside would have all these <laughs> things for Facebook. people yeah. looking through the window. <laughs> the window cleaners <laughs> have to be there often. Yeah, some of those were mine. Sorry about yeah, that. No, and we, we always let Windex. people come in and, and sit in them and touch them and feel mm-hmm. them, which I know a lot of the, the dealerships throughout the country wouldn't allow to happen. But it makes it nice because a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do that. So. Yep, I've never been in one. Oh, so, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a great car. Yeah, it is. 
So when's the last time you, you were in one? Um, 2008, um, at the, uh, Atlanta racetrack. And uh, you know what? I take that back. Cause when I came back, I was, uh, I was in uh, a couple of Lamborghinis. Uh, there's some people that are in Columbus that we've, I've sold five Lamborghinis at one time to, um, a doctor that, that had, it was a passion for cars and he was a great car guy. Excellent. Well, we do have a tip this week. Yeah. It's time for the tip of the week. When it comes to custom design, the sky is the limit. Whether it's your home, a boat, or a car, luxury items have unique characteristics that speak to the end user. If you have a taste for high-end luxury or first-class customization, it's important to know that you get what you pay for. If you find that there's a too-good-to-be-true price for a luxury item, guess what? It is too good to be true. You'll end up paying for it in the long run, so plan ahead and start saving. That's your tip of the week. Let's get back to our guest. Ron? We've all run into that, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've done that so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting such a great deal on this. Or I remember my grandmother got me a watch at a flea market when I was right. in the, back in the eighties and it was a Gucci watch. She's mm-hmm. like, I got you a Gucci watch and it was only $12. <laughs> and I was like, no way I got a real Gucci. And then my skin turned green. Right. So, you know, yeah. there's uh, it's too good to be true on some luxury goods and, and so on. And, you know, I've seen. Where you, know, you can't just go out, I can't afford to run out and buy a Lamborghini, but I've seen reproductions of them. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Because there are some reproduction companies that do the Cobras and they do the Boxster or the Speedster, the Porsche yep. Speedsters and a variety of other cars. How do you feel about the knockoff, so to speak? No, I think that, that it certainly um, will, will give you the imagery that, that you're looking for when it comes to, um, you know, Highline fine design type issues, just like your watch. I think that uh, mm. the problem that you run into is that they sound, they work on the sound, the fit and finish, almost like Lamborghini and Ferrari back in the day, you know, the fit and finish wasn't near of what it is today because mm-hmm. of technology, um, but they're all handmade. So when you get these designs, a lot of them are pieced together. They use a, a General Motors transmission. They may use a Ford drivetrain, just depends on what type of uh, product that you're getting. Um, it suits the bill, but a long time from a longevity standpoint, the, the resale value is not there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you, takes you back to what you were saying about fine design and buying the right thing. You know, it, it may cost a little bit more, right. but number one, you get what you pay for. And the, the, it lasts a long time from, from a longevity standpoint, you get what you pay for, you know? And I think that that's, uh, that's been proven with anything, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, a home remodel or it's a car or it's a, a piece of, a piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you buy something that's quality, it lasts a long time. So you have two or three different types of things that you have to purchase for the longevity of that one that you purchased and paid a little bit more, but you actually pay less over time. Yeah. I think that's interesting because with a remodeling project, it is like a car. You know, mm-hmm. when you, you're looking at the windshield, you're looking at all the little pieces and parts that you're paying for in that and a remodeling project is very similar. And there are aspects of a project, for instance, tile is a good example where you can go very high end tile and you can go, you can, you know, right. pare down the costs in some of that area. Right. And there's trade-offs that come yes. along with it. At the end of the day, you know, we're representing a JS Brown project. And so we want to make sure that the material that goes into it meets the standards that we would have. And there's just like a Lamborghini, you're going to get some that have a little bit more bells and whistles. Right. So the price tag goes a little bit higher. Yes. And you have somewhere you might trim it back a little bit and you more economical. Right. 
but you're still getting the Lamborghini name and right. attention to detail. And so in essence, that's what we're doing, you know, with our projects at JS Brown. We've got a five-year warranty, which is unheard of yeah. in the remodeling industry. One's a standard for a licensed contractor. And I think there's one other company that might have a two or three year in, in town, but um, you know, we, we really want to make sure that we're representing product well. And then there's the installation, you know, the Lamborghini plant is a right. good example. Those guys have to be trained. You don't just come in off the street and say, yeah, I, I, I know a lot about cars. Great. You can come work here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, those, those guys go through a rigorous uh, process before they ever really touch a real car. Right. So right. there's an apprenticeship, I understand. And so, you know, in our case, just because we put a shirt on a guy that says J.S. Brown doesn't make them a J.S. Brown, right. you know, right. uh, attention to detail technician. Right. So we've got a lot of training and a lot of support for them to, to make sure they're doing it a, a particular way. Right. So. And, and perceive value, you know, um, mm-hmm. when somebody knows that it was done by your company, they understand the value of what's in because you're not going to do it wrong. You're not going to do it cheap. You know, if somebody tells you, hey, we'd like you not to do this uh, because it's going to be behind the studs and no one's going to see it, you won't do it. You're right. not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize your name and you have a great name. And the great thing with Lamborghini, just much like your company is, it, it, I can create my own individuality, whether I'm getting a home remodel from you or I'm buying a Lamborghini. There's so many different variations that you would typically not get from somebody if I went into someone else to have them do a home remodel. I may not have all of the choices that I may want for me. Right. And the same thing with Lamborghini. I can buy the car, but there's you know 50 different options that I can put on it that makes it unique and designed to me. And, uh, and I think that that's the same thing with your company. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather spend my time designing my Lamborghini <laughs> than designing a bathroom yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> right but now. You, so, oh, that'd be but, fun. But you know one thing for sure, if they have a Lamborghini, they probably have you doing their, their remodel anyways because they, they understand the value of quality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that that's something that uh, lends itself no matter what uh, you do for a living. It, it really comes down to doing it right or taking shortcuts and there's no shortcuts. So you obviously had this embedded in you from the, the classic custom cars to Lamborghini. And now where you are currently is with Ohio mulch. Mm -hmm. And how did you take that attention to detail that, that, that service, all that, um, the luxury, if you will, that you've been trained in around your whole life and implement that at Ohio mulch or what are the parallels there with a mulch company now? Well, I think that uh, the the only reason that that transition was easier for me is because our owner, you know, started uh, back when he was 15, uh, trying to put himself into school. And and so he's there every single day. He understands his business and he understands the value of a customer. And so um, it was easy for me to transition into it. Plus, you know, perceptions reality. And I think it's uh, critical that when they come into our retail um, facilities that they get a, uh, a uniform approach. And I've always said to all of our people, what would you do if it was your grandmother? I want you to do the same thing. I'll always back you. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you take care of the customer. And, um, you know, it's almost like they, how do they train at the Ritz Carlton? Yes. What's the question? And I think that when you look at it that way, um, the transition, the transition was easy for me because coming from Lamborghini, that was their perception. It was taking care of the customer and doing whatever it took. And, and the transition was easy at Ohio mulch. Excellent. Well, it's been awesome to have you here. This has been one of my favorite shows, it's actually. It's cool. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> I don't know how you feel. I want to hear more of those engines, so I think we should probably wrap the show up and then just spend yeah. the rest of the afternoon listening to there's some. Like, there's like a two-hour com- uh, like compilation that we can just put on and love it. chill out. 
Love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm about right. Ron, thank you so thank much. You Two weeks much in a row. Me. I know that's a lot of time out of your out of your schedule, but yep. uh, I know the listeners appreciate it. I appreciate it. I hope to have you back again. And, yes, and shoot, I really maybe, enjoyed it. It yeah, was awesome. Wonderful. Maybe we can do, a, you know, we can get one of those cars out on the street and do a show from from the Lamborghini. Hey, you know what? I probably <laughs> yeah. could arrange that. <laughs> oh, that'd be something else. All right. Well, good. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Ron, always nice to have you here. Greg, always fun. Always fun. Always fun. I love doing this. Folks, I hope you're having as much fun as we are. Be sure to check out our archive of Above Grade Podcasts. You can do it at iTunes. Go to jsbrowncompany.com. Make sure you rate and review us. Those reviews are coming in pretty good. That's right. I, I love it. And when you, re- when you review us and rate and review us, it helps other people find us. So that That's is true. helpful. So we, we appreciate that when you do that. We want more We want more people listening to these shows because then they camp out with us when we're over in uh, Blacklick. We're, at we're the, up to some crazy adventures. Yeah. That, We've that, got a lot, uh, yeah. a lot of stuff coming up here. So listen to us every week. Uh, we'll be with you next week. This is Bryce Jake with J.S. Brown & Company wishing you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.